وَمِنْهُمْ أُمِّيُّونَ And even out of them, there are unlettered people. Now, minhum is لِبْتَعَجُّبْ It's muqaddam here. Meaning, even out of the Israelites, these are people that are people of the book, but Allah says, even out of them, there are those who are unlettered. Ummi in Arabic means someone who is incapable of two things, reading or writing. When they're incapable of reading and writing, they're called ummi. It comes from the word umm, which means mother. Meaning they are as illiterate as they were when they first came out of their mother. So they're, 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 in that sense, they are not capable of reading and writing. So he says, among them are ummiyun, لا يعلمون الكتاب إلا أماني. They don't know the book except for their own wishful thoughts. Umniya uh, is the singular. The word amani means wishful thoughts. You know, in other words, I don't know what this is, or actually, instead of knowing what this is, you think you know what it is. So Allah is saying they don't know their book. They don't know the book at all, except they think they know what it is. Okay. Now this is the crime of Bani Israel against their book. This is a very serious ayah about them and their book. Allah says among them are uneducated people. They don't know the book. What makes them undereducated and unlettered? They don't know the book except wishful thoughts. In other words, they don't really know what it says, they think they know what it says. First, let's think about this. And as far as our own selves, our own ummah is concerned. How many of us actually uh, uh, think we know what the Qur'an says? As opposed to actually knowing what it says. You know, a long time ago, uh, when I actually used to have the time to read an email forward, somebody sent me an email forward and it had like these really nice uh, anecdotes. Religious anecdotes, Islamic anecdotes. I'm sure you get a hadith, you know, forwards like of a hadith or an ayah once in a while, right? An email. So I get this uh, um, this email, and it says, you know, if you if you wake up for fajr, then there will be light on your face for the entire day, and if you pray dhuhr in the masjid, then your there will be blessings in your sustenance, and if you pray asr, this this will happen, and maghrib, this this will happen, asha, this this will happen, Jum'ah, this this will happen, and at the end of it all, at the bottom, it says wisdom from the Holy Quran. I was like, that, that ain't in the Qur'an, I don't know. You know. <laughs> so somebody decides that might be a good idea to say at the bottom. That has nothing to do with Allah's book. You know. So you don't know what it says, but you think you know what it says. And this is a serious crime, as far as Allah is concerned. Now, Allah says, وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَظُنُّونَ They do nothing but make assumptions. What this is teaching us is, this ummah better not make assumptions about Allah's book. You and I better not make assumptions about what Allah makes what, what makes Allah happy and what makes Allah angry. What He expects us to do, what He expects us not to do. What is crossing the line and what is okay. We better not make our own assumptions, Allah has already given the book. You know? A lot of times even in casual Muslim conversations, Muslims can say things like, Oh, so where in the Qur'an does it say I can't do this? They'll say things like that. Where in the Qur'an does it say that? Well, first of all, you should be reading the Qur'an yourself. And this line of attitude, if in fact that isn't the Qur'an, you're in pretty serious trouble. <laughs> Watch your mouth. You know, you're dealing with Allah's book, it's not some article or magazine that you're talking about. That's the first thing. The second thing here is, the interpretation of the Sahaba, when it comes to this ayah, is very shocking and scary as far as I'm concerned. To me, it's one of the scariest tafsir of an ayah I've ever read. When Ibn Abbas anhu was explaining this ayah, the central crime that the Israelites have committed with their book is with the word amani. In other words, they don't know their book. Allah says, لا يعلمون الكتاب They don't know the book except for their own or, or, or wishful thoughts, assumptions. He was explaining this word, assumptions, these wishful thoughts. What does it mean? He says, amani أَيْ تِلَاوَةً يَعْلَمُونَهُ حِفْظًا وَقِرَاءَةً بِلَا فَهَمْ لَا يَدْرُونَ مَا فِيهَا 
He says, Amani in this ayah means tilawah. I think even the Urdu speakers in the audience here know tilawat. What does tilawat mean? Recitation. Following. Tilawah literally in Arabic means to, to follow along. Meaning your eyes are following along the text. Your finger is following along. This is tala. Right? So to, to just recite it. Then he says, you know this amani means all they do is recite. يَعْلَمُونَهُ حِفْظًا وَقِرَاءَةً بِلَا فَهْمٍ They know it only by memorizing it and by reciting it without understanding it. So if anything, they do have a relationship with their book. This is not Qur'an. Allah is talking, Ibn, Ibn Abbas is explaining radiallahu anhu, the Jews with Tawrat. That's what he's explaining. But he's saying their relationship with their book is only three things. They recite it, they read it a little bit, and then they memorize some part of it. That's it. Bila fahm without any understanding. لا يدرون ما فيها They have no clue what's inside it. They have no clue what's inside it, even though they recite it. Now it's a scary thing that this is the description of Bani Israel. That all they do with their book is recite it and memorize some part of it, and they have no idea what it says. Because if you travel around the well-educated Muslim community in the United States, we don't even have to cross the Atlantic and go across the ocean and blame other Muslims in other parts of the world. Let's talk about some of the most educated, well-off Muslims in the entire planet, the Muslim community in America. And you go around and you'll find people that have amazing educational credentials, you know, from a bachelor's or a master's degree in like accounting or physics or this or that or the other. And sometimes we even know languages that aren't even human, like C++. Right? We, we even know... <laughs> and you can read those and tell where there's a syntax missing and a comma and you can spot the problem. Right? But yet when it comes to the language of Allah's book and understanding what Allah's book says, the vast majority of the Muslim community can be described as people who read the book, maybe even memorize some part of the book, but the vast majority of them have no idea what it says. You know? This is Allah describing Bani Israel. And look whose description fits. It's a scary thought. You know, لا يعلمون الكتاب إلا أماني وإنهم إلا يظنون And they do nothing but make assumptions. They make assumptions that that's okay. They make assumptions, I don't have to know what this book says. They make assumptions, I already know, I got the gist of it. Akhirah, I got it. Yeah, he's a messenger, yeah, and it's a good book, yeah, I got it. You know, and I can't eat pork, got that too. So you're, you're okay, you don't need to know anymore, right? SubhanAllah, Allah sent this book as a mercy and as guidance for humanity and the people who got it have no time to read it. The people who actually believe that this is from Allah are the people who don't give it any time. What a crazy situation we live in. So, لا يعلمون الكتاب إلا إلا أمانية وإنهم إلا يظنون اللهم لا تجعلنا منهم 